0: This week on Blind Like Me, more from the Pacific Training Center for the Blind in Victoria. We talk technology. This is Blind Like Me with Tim Black. Tim is visually impaired and loves to find the latest tech and apps for those who are visually impaired or blind.
1: Uh, Sky Mandel. I am the uh, Adaptive oh. Technology Specialist. I, um, I've i been working here since uh, September of 2016. I actually was a student at the Pacific Training Center from uh, January of 2014 to May uh, of 2016.
2: And? Alex Jergensen. I'm the Program Coordinator here at the Pacific Training Center.
0: Alex, tell me a little bit about your background. What, what brought you to working at the Pacific Training Center?
2: Uh, I'd say it's a long... A long one there, but uh, to shorten it up a bit, uh, I've always felt um, that it's important for students to get the, receive the kind of independent living skills training that they need. Okay. And uh, when the opportunity arose, um, I worked also for one of PTC's partner organizations, and it just made a lot of sense for me okay. to pick up that role.
0: Tell me a little bit about this, uh, the new program that uh, has kind of become, as Liz said, it's free. It's NVDA, so we're gonna talk about that.
1: Yes, um, so NVDA is basically uh, non-visual desktop access. It's actually founded in 2006 in Australia by two Australian guys, uh, Mick Cohen and Janie Tay. And the reason it came out was they wanted to solve the cost of commercial screen readers. Now, uh, the commercial screen readers at that time where Jaws uh, from Freedom Scientific Window Eyes, uh, which was GW Micro and then AI Squared and then it got discontinued about two years ago, uh, and how from Dolphin, and Super and and System Access from Saratec and they were they were good. But the problem is um, the products were out of reach for a lot of blind people because mm-hmm. of the cost, and so Michael and Janie Tay got together and founded um, and created NVDA, and uh, c- created a found a company called NV Access, which um, is the company mm-hmm. that is running it. And okay. the beauty of NVDA is that it is an open source product. That means that. Anybody can contribute, okay. and it's a community-driven uh, project, meaning that the community contributes, mm-hmm. the community donates, and the community. It helps much. You get
0: better and better all the time. Is that kind of it? yes? That's right. right. Okay, tell me a little bit about when. Um, so somebody comes in to you guys. Yes. Really, you're going to sit them down in front of either JAWS or NVDA. Is that, Does it scare people when they're sitting down in front of these computers?
2: Oh, it definitely can. Uh, it really depends on a person's background when having used a computer before. Um, we definitely try to walk them through the basics and do a lot of hand-holding in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, to get them accustomed to that. So we try to take all that fear out of it. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, our world today is all uh, you know on the internet and on uh, emails, and so obviously this is uh, obviously a big step for the visually impaired or blind to be able to be continue to be connected to to those things, right?
2: Yes, definitely. We usually start with iOS um, because of its kind of very natural um, touch interface, right? Okay, and then progress to the computer that way. So it, students end up coming to the computer with a good grasp of email and, and internet.
0: Now, uh, for both of you, I'll ask the same question that I asked Elizabeth. On your day-to-day, what do you use uh, to help yourself with technology-wise?
1: Well, on uh, my day-to-day, um, for doing reports, um, I, use, um, I use our work computer mm-hmm. with either JAWS or NVDA. Mm-hmm. And then um, I will also be uh, working uh, today on the Macintosh computer okay. uh, with, uh, with the voiceover mm-hmm. screen reader. Okay. Um, so that's kind of what my day is.
2: I uh, use macOS, mm-hmm. Linux, and uh, Windows on a fairly regular basis. Okay. All right. um, at heart, I'm a Mac user. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mac has kind of become, uh, and I mean, you know, obviously uh, a lot of people are are using it. Uh, iOS, uh, Macs are, are are kind of becoming the, almost the standard now, right?
2: In in a lot of settings, they are, um, because of. The uh, the OS does provide a lot of creatives with and the, the platform they need, and the usability being built in doesn't hurt either.
0: Okay. Either one of you, uh, you know, as you as the day progresses and and the, or our technology progresses, that you're finding anything new and exciting that people are starting to to
1: use. Uh, we're heading into an era now where stuff is going to get built in mm-hmm. to every operating system, right. um, like for example, Microsoft. Um, they had a, they have a product called Narrator, which uh, in the earlier version of Windows was mm-hmm. really basic, didn't do much, mm-hmm. but now they've really improved on it, and they're making it into a full-fledged option, okay. and so it'll be built into a lot of PCs going forward, and okay. it will probably get us full-fledged, mm-hmm. and the reason I say that is because in many workplaces um... Workplaces, um, they have policies on open source, so they can't they can't be using right. NVDA in right. a lot of workplaces. P- places. Right. right. Okay. So having a built-in solution would really fic- would really solve that problem.
0: Skylar, tell me a little bit about this Braille display.
1: So the Braille display is made uh, by the company that makes jars called a Focus Forty Blue, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of models. There's the for- Focus Fourteen, which is a small version. And um, that's that's designed for if you're using IOS and um you're you're reading short uh short fins mm-hmm. um, and then there's a forty version and um, and then there's also the focus eighty, which is eighty cells, and uh yet um it can be used for reading books and a whole bunch of fins. Okay. And it, and all three are small. Um other Braille displays that I come across tend to be a little bit kind of huge, but the Focus range, they managed to make it a really small device. And the name of this again? Is? Uh, focus 40. Okay.
0: And this works, and tell me how, how it works then.
1: So how it works is you connect it to your either your PC or smartphone mm-hmm. and uh, via Bluetooth, and you can actually, um, there's uh, pins on the bottom that mm-hmm. come up that represent the uh, Braille cells. Because okay. Braille is made up of six dots, right. basically. Right. Um, and um,
0: the... So everything that everything that you see technically then through, mm-hmm. through your phone, right, I'm assuming will, will populate itself on the display then, is that correct?
1: That's absolutely correct. And uh, it also has a keyboard, okay. and the keyboard on... Um, it's designed for typing, so you can input in Braille. So it's a Braille input and output right. device. Excellent,
2: very cool. Do you have it's something? It's very much like when you, you I guess, just to address what you were saying earlier about can you see everything that's on your phone screen? It's like looking through an old Nokia phone mm-hmm. where you had a forty-cell display uh-huh. or something uh-huh. to that akin to that, uh-huh. and you can only see forty or so characters at a time. Uh-huh. It's uh, it's very chunked like that.
0: An app that you use every day.
2: Seeing AI. Okay. So it's uh, the artificial mm-hmm. intelligence app for Microsoft to use for training their AI engine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so w- that that is definitely something that I use. And that
0: app's come a long way since the beginning of the development of it, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. And it's all thanks to this new wave of AI that we're seeing emerge in technology. And I think that's probably the most exciting thing on the okay. horizon.
0: So when you're traveling, Alex, um, obviously you're using a cane and so forth like that. Are you using anything on your phone that gives you a GPS direction or when you're
2: walking down the street or anything like that? I use BlindSquare, primarily along with Apple Maps for directions. BlindSquare, tell me about that. So BlindSquare is an application that doesn't do turn-by-turn directions like a traditional GPS, but Mm -hmm. it does get you what I like to call the last mile. So I can get to an address just fine with most off-the-shelf GPS Okay. Apps, All right. But it helps orient you to that last little mile. So when you're getting close, it's going to let you know, for example, uh, the place that you're looking for is 10 meters to the, the 1 o'clock. Okay. Now, year. do you
0: find if Apple Maps or Google Maps better?
2: I, I <laughs>
1: would I know, have so to say open, Apple a, Maps. Oh, really?
2: Okay. Though it's a contentious, <clears throat> contentious issue and is very region dependent. Okay, excellent. I Oracle. travel a fair amount.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, and that's what I was curious about because obviously you guys are both very mobile. Um, so I mean, that's something that uh, you know I always like to see what other people are using uh, for their for their mobility. Uh, yourself, Skyler? What?
1: nearby explore uh, okay. from American Printing House for the blind, okay. and that's a GPS app, and, um, and there's actually two versions that. Okay. Uh, there's a free version, and I believe there's
0: a paid version as well. That's correct. There always is. Alex, have you had experience with that at all? I,
2: I have up until recently the open street map data, mm-hmm. which is op- open, up- openly updated community maps, mm-hmm. were not available for Canada, but they just became available, so that's okay. going to make a huge improvement. Excellent. Something that I found
0: uh, while doing this uh, and, and podcasting and, and research is the fact that, uh, and, and Elizabeth, you might be able to chime in on this a little bit, is the fact that... In North America, we're a little bit behind mm-hmm. um, other parts of the world. Especially, I was talking with people in, you know, the UK and Turkey and so forth. That is, is the North America starting to catch up? Do you mean in terms of technology, yeah, or do you yeah. mean in terms of? In both technology, technology, and training. I can't speak for the technology part, but in terms of the just, just the well-being of blind people and the services and and what's available, I actually find that that Canada is we're actually deplorably. Um, uh, Behind. Low, behind, yes. Behind's a nice word. Uh, it, it, <laughs> um, honestly, yeah, and, and that's something that really needs to be changed. Thanks to the folks at the Pacific Training Centre for the Blind. You can find them online at PacificTrainingCenter.ca. Thanks for listening to Blind Like Me with Tim Black. If you have an app or product that can help make a blind person's day easier and you'd like it featured, contact him at blindlikemeatoutlook.com or find us on Facebook.